on TV. I don't see where that's any of your business. Of course not. I'm sure you're not talking about going on a TV show with prize money, say, brain drain. What do I care if you know I plan? It's too late for you or anyone. No one can stop me now. First I'll conquer brain drain, then the world. <laughs> I've got to stop him before it's too late. It doesn't matter where you are. When they come over to land, you are better off by far. Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Good morning, Gut Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast, where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name's Joey. I'm Andrew. And I'm Jocelyn. <laughs> and I think this is episode 163. Yeah, um, I think so. We're talking Clarissa Explains It All, Brain Drain. Yeah. This one's been on the docket for a long time. Yeah. I think you, you're very fond of this one, yes? Yeah. This is uh, one of the more memorable Clarissas for me. Maybe the only one that I, one of the only ones that I like knew everything that was going to (laughs) happen. Wow, dang. (laughs) I mean, not everything, but like all the main story. How many other ones are there? (laughs) A lot of episodes, Uh, I guess. Yeah, there's what, three seasons of Clarissa? Um, Four? No, I I think. Oh, five seasons. Way off. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it was so much longer because it, in my brain, takes up such like a big part of my childhood. <laughs> yeah, I mean five years. You know. Yeah. Did you like Here. Clarissa, Justin? Oh, I loved it. I forgot so much about it, and then when I was rewatching it today, or I rewatched it a couple days ago, and then again today, I was just reminded why I liked it so much. Like she was just so cool. That's why you liked it? Like, she was, like, kind of an icon? or She just, like, ever, like, she dressed so cool. Her room was cool. She had a pet alligator. <laughs> yeah, Elvis really gets to show off this episode. I forgot about him, and then when he does, when he, like, appeared, I, I laughed so hard. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's, he's very, there's, well, I guess we'll talk about it when we get into it. Uh, but he, he is very good. Um... This uh this episode aired Saturday, May eighteenth, nineteen ninety one, and it's season one, mm-hmm. episode nine. So pretty early in the run. Uh, and there we haven't talked about May of nineteen ninety one. Do you guys want to hear a little bit about oh. May of nineteen ninety one? Yeah. Uh, well, in May of nineteen ninety one, uh, let's see, the hundred seventeenth Kentucky Derby is run, and a horse named Strike the Gold wins. Huh. Uh, drink gold. Andrew, I'm sure you already knew that. <laughs> well, who didn't? <laughs> uh, Ricky Henderson sets the all-time stolen base record with 939. That's uh, he still holds the record. Oh. Um, Texas Roger, uh, Texas Rangers starter Nolan Ryan pitches a record seventh no hitter in his career. Uh, he is still he is still the record holder for most no hitters, and he was 44 years mm-hmm. old when he threw it. Wow. Uh, pretty impressive. Um, what else we got here? U.S. President George H.W. Bush is hospitalized for an erratic heartbeat. Hmm. Okay. Uh, but just just several but just several days later, he takes the Queen of England, Queen Elizabeth, to a Baltimore, Baltimore Orioles game. Hmm. That sentence makes zero sense to me. <laughs> I, I think that sounds like an HBO movie or something, like George H.W. Bush and the Queen going to a baseball game. What did they talk about? 
<laughs> what did they talk about? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he probably had to explain baseball to her. Do you think she wore uh, a mitt? Oh, yeah. Orioles hat, mitt. <laughs> she got a helmet full of nachos. <laughs> uh, what else? Apple releases Macintosh System 7.0. Uh, mm-hmm. let's see. 42 people die in a train collision in Japan. Very sad. Uh, the world's largest burrito at the time was created that month. Uh, it weighed 1,126 pounds. Wow. Uh, that has been surpassed. Uh, the largest burrito was made in 2010. Uh, huh. and it was over 12,700 pounds. <laughs> uh, just seems... that's, that's too much. um i don't know if we've talked about it on here before but uh that you are you familiar with that hey arnold episode where they build the biggest pizza puff like they're trying to like oh yeah set a world record yeah it's kind of a classic (laughs) yeah yeah i think i remember that one it's got a lot of of, uh interesting weird moments it's kind of a great premise in general just trying to set a record for like an episode yeah you know what we should do it in real life (laughs) <laughs> what would you want to set a record wow. for what's doable that's the um thing. yeah that that is the thing the world's large cup of soup <laughs> i bet there's stuff that like doesn't have a record yet that you could get them to take yours as a record you might get beaten really quickly but hmm, i'll have to think on that um what else uh the Pittsburgh Penguins beat the Minnesota North Stars to win the Stanley Cup that month. Hmm. Uh, Chicago Bull Michael Jordan is named the NBA's MVP. And uh, Rahiv Gandhi, India's uh, India's prime minister, was assassinated that month at 46 years old by a suicide bomber. Uh, Yeah. Uh, TV in May of 1991. I haven't heard of either of these shows, but uh, American Detective on ABC, which I think was a reality cop show, hmm. and Sisters on NBC, which I had also never heard. Sisters kind of sounds familiar. Yeah, sister, sister, I know, but no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm googling sisters. I wonder if when they made Sister Sister, it was originally going to be called Sisters, and like, dang it! Now, now how do we now how do we pluralize this? The um, the Wikipedia thing says a close knit group navigate the waters of life's triumphs and tragedies with the help of their mom, and no matter what befalls them, they know they can count on their sisters to help them pull through. Hmm. <laughs> I I mean I I get why five year old me didn't watch it, but yeah. Ashley Judd was in it. Okay. You know, maybe that'll be my Weird. next, uh, my next. <laughs> Don't do it. Um, also, uh, Dallas, which is the second longest running series in history, ends that month uh, after uh, 356 episodes. Wow, 356. You guys know what the longest running show? Or series, I should say, series. Um, you know, I don't know. It might be now. I don't know. It says Gunsmoke was oh, uh, my dad number, loves number one at the time. Yeah. And I think they rattled those shows off pretty rapidly. Uh, music. Um, number number one songs that month for one week. Uh, Baby Baby by Amy Grant, which is a great oh, song. I love that song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, jo- 
Joyride by Roxette for one week, which I listened to today, was not impressed. Um, I like the way the kissing parentheses the kissing game by High Five for one week, even less impressed. And one I think that Jocelyn might like here. Uh, I don't want to cry by Mariah Carey for one week. You know I don't. Do you know that? I you know don't. That's oh, a real ballad. I turned it on, and the beginning sounds very familiar. And then once it gets into it, I, I realize I didn't know what it was. But I mean, everybody does know she makes the best music videos. <laughs> oh yeah, the last time you were on, uh, what was the music video you were really standing? Um, no, I can't remember. But was it Honey? Honey. Is that the one where she jumps mm. into the jet skis? Yeah, with Jermaine Dupree. Yeah, it was pretty good. I watched it. It was amazing. <laughs> it was okay. <laughs> no, it was. It was. It was better than okay. And you and you know it. I like the. Concept. I mean, it was very. Just, you know, you felt it, like it, it was ambitious. Yeah. It was like it a movie. It was up. like a three-minute action movie. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I, I don't know how I feel about those type of videos, though. Let's just get to it. Oh, no, I love them. You had that Michael Jackson 30-minute video. <laughs> if you're going to talk about long videos, you have to talk about R. Kelly. <laughs> 57 parts of Trapped in the Closet. <laughs> but it, to be honest, it really jumps the shark after like episode 8. <laughs> Uh, other albums to come out that month: uh, Huey Lewis and the News have an album. Elvis mm. Costello, Ice T, mm. Smashing Pumpkins, Stevie Wonder, N.W.A. And you know it's not the '90s unless there's an album by Paula Abdul coming out. So we got a Paula Abdul album. <laughs> um, number one movies in May of 1991. Uh, we ha- we we've mentioned this movie before. It must have been April of 1991. But Oscar starring Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> yeah. Looks yeah, like a wacky like... kind of, I don't know, action comedy or something. Why, why did people want to see Oscar? I can't remember why we were talking about it now. The, post, it. The, po- the poster's absurd. It's just like him <laughs> hanging off a clock or something or a building, I forget. Um, that was one week. Uh, the next week, I've never heard of this movie in my life. It's called FX2. Um, I didn't bother no. to look up what it is but uh fx2 is number one for a week uh one of my favorites of all time uh what about bob for one week oh yeah yeah and backdraft for a week um and other things to come out that month uh they re-released citizen kane in theaters uh one good cop which is a movie with michael keaton and renee russo uh hudson hawk only the lonely starring john candy uh thelma and louise and uh, our one of our guest Candace's one of her favorite movies, Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken, <laughs> comes out in May of 1991. <laughs> which, uh, if you want to hear more about, go back and listen to our year in review 1991, where Candace really breaks down why this is a great movie about horses. <laughs> yeah. she, she does love those horse movies, doesn't she? She's a real sucker. Um, <laughs> And uh, nothing real serious in video games, so I'm going to skip that so we can get into Brain Drain. Sure. Uh, Well, the episode starts out with Clarissa trying on a pair of glasses in the bathroom mirror, but she assures us she isn't starting a British rock group. She's trying to look smart. She explains that looking smart comes down to a few things. Dorky glasses, thick books, and adding age to the end of every word. Okay. 
Now that you look smart and sound smart, is that enough to make you smart? Only if you're stupid enough not to know the difference. It's like my history teacher, Mr. Futstein, always says. It's not what you know that makes you smart. It's knowing what you don't know. It's dangerous to think you know everything. Warning, Ferg face. I thought this... This intro was a little bit, um, I don't know, it's like disconnected or something. Like, as I was trying to, like, explain what was happening, I just came across it like uh, it doesn't quite flow or something or make sense. Yeah, it, well, it wasn't bad. I mean, she was definitely getting, you know, it's kind of like calling out pre-hipsterism. Like, here's how you, or, uh, you know, here's how you feign that you're smart. I kind of thought it was... Yeah, I just feel okay. like in in, rela- in relation to the rest of the episode, it's like a weird, um, like it doesn't quite match up, I feel. Andrew, did you just not like it because she said you were dorky if you wear glasses? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't notice that, but. <laughs> he turned off the episode right there. He actually doesn't know what else happened. <laughs> well, and I'm out. <laughs> I do wish that, uh, I, I guess I'll just say right up front, I do wish there was more time like spent on the brain drain game show aspect of it, mm. of this episode. Yeah, yeah I remembered it, very, it being longer. Uh, but... Yeah, me too. But it, uh, but it was like really stuffed at the end there. Yeah. Later, Clarissa and Ferguson get into an argument over Janet's cauliflower ice cream. Clarissa tells us that he's been acting even more obnoxious than usual ever since he scored high on an IQ test at school. Ferguson Darling's class is given IQ test at school. Ferguson is asked, if pleeps are floops and floops are leaps, then what are pleeps? Ferghead answers, leaps, and thinks he scored, scored big. He attempts to verify. Gee, Mrs. Engelberger, that was the most enjoyable test I've ever taken. I just hope I didn't perform below my potential. See, I'm afraid I might be why, Ferguson, you scored the highest in the class. Not in the whole school. I mean, really? The, the results have convinced Ferguson that he's a genius, but watching him lose a battle with the blender, Clarissa isn't so sure. But uh, I'm interested in Jocelyn's thought on the theme song of Clarissa. Hmm. You know what? When I heard it, I was like immediately brought back to childhood. I loved it. <laughs> I love her. I love her outfit in it. I remembered her spelling her name backwards and how cool that was. I think I liked her a lot. I was talking to my sister about this because she, similarly to me, had a very unique name. And like yeah. when I was a kid, yeah. I hated my name because it was it wasn't like everybody else's. And Clarissa made me feel a little better about it. Oh. Yeah, they even mention in the episode. Doesn't someone say like, "Oh, Clarissa, that's a different na- kind of sounding name." Is the game I, show host? I also oh. would. I think their mom was ahead of her time with the call. Ca- I would eat cauliflower ice cream if they if they made it. Ugh. Oh, I would no. like sweet. I bet it or... would be good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna eat a savory uh... ice cream. I'm not a psycho. <laughs> the only th- I'm just not sure. Like cauliflower doesn't really taste like much. So yeah, it would I just think it would like... lend itself to ice cream. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Wow. You gonna try it out? Try it out. Let us know, Jocelyn. <laughs> if it exists, I will try it. I, I like cauliflower. Um, afterward, Clarissa is training Elvis's mind when Sam shows up. She explains that she designed an IQ test for the alligator to try to beat Ferguson's score. <laughs> this this is uh, where I think we get maybe the best shot of the entire series. 
which is Elvis lounging in a beach yeah. chair. I have that written down with stars next to it because it was my favorite moment. <laughs> it's the only shot that matters in this episode, really. It's... In any episode of anything. <laughs> I've changed all my backgrounds on all of my devices. <laughs> Um, we've talked about this a little bit. I, we had Mitchell Kriegman on who created the show. I don't know if we mentioned it with him, but I know it came up that, um, Elvis is only on the first season because it just became kind of impractical to have an alligator on set, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. It sounded kind of like they ran out of ideas. Um, I thought. But, but even if you threw in a random Elvis shot every episode, it yeah, would be very satisfying. I agree. I think they really could have like stretched it, come up with some really um, wacky, you know, things. Yeah. Like hold yeah. off to El- the last few minutes of the episode and then suddenly throw it in there. <laughs> or an Elvis gets lost episode. Mm. I Googled him yeah. to see where he was now. And it's a fake interview on bustle.com with him. <laughs> Oh my gosh. About how one day he showed up and his dressing room was just gone. <laughs> wow. And so he had some bit parts on CSI in Miami. Boy, the internet's just got everything. <laughs> it surely <laughs> does. Uh, meanwhile, Sam is carrying around an egg to simulate having a baby for human sciences class. Um, which I think is maybe the weakest storyline of the episode. Yeah, not really necessary, I don't think. Yeah. What's that kid, that kid needs a hairbrush. <laughs> wow, that's like his claim, one of I his claim to fame. Yeah, it looks stupid. Isn't that like the heartthrob type of nineties yeah. boy look, or? Not he was. It more, looks more like a mad scientist. <laughs> Thomas, he had hair you could you could run your fingers through. <laughs> JTT. Mm-hmm. Well, I think uh, Sam is. You know, his background is that he's not like his home life isn't very uh, stable. So I think he kind of is a roll out of bed type of kid. Mm. Also, why is he coming through the window? Why can't he use the front door? I think because Who- it's more a lot more interesting <laughs> and time efficient. You know, get what, him, what just get it. Changing. What if she's what? What if she's changing? She probably said, well, she probably wouldn't have her window open if she was changing. Yeah, and usually, like, when he's coming in, you hear the uh, ladder knock against the house. Yeah. I'm not letting some boy come in through a ladder in my teenage daughter's (laughs) room. I'll tell you that right now. (laughs) (laughs) The darlings are, um, you know, I think they just trust their children. Yeah, they're, you know what? They're excellent. Oh, yeah, parents. they're progressive. Progressive. Parents. Very progressive, yeah. So Sam and uh, Clarissa sit down to see what will happen if Elvis watches TV, and Clarissa puts on a quiz show <laughs> called Brain Drain. We'll be back with more Brain Drain, where the super quizziest quiz kids in the tri state area face off to answer the questions that boggle the brain blah, 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 and stump the stupid. Because being smart is an art, and the loser has to take the long, disgusting ride down that goofy brain drain. Bye-bye. 
<laughs> it's sticky, it's yucky, it's goopy goo. Brain Drain, the smartest show on television. So don't go away. I see you're watching your intellectual superiors engage in a high-powered competition. What do you want, Fluganoid? I just want to inform you that for the next hour, I'll be shutting off the plumbing while I test my theory on the dehydration of water. That's a good idea. You can package it for camping trips. Hey, what are you doing? Borrowing your TV. Mom and Dad gave me permission. Permission to steal? It's for research. They said you could use the TV downstairs for purposes of mere entertainment. I was uh, kind of outraged at this moment as he just started on. Yeah, as he started, like suddenly started unhooking her TV without <laughs> saying anything. Uh, it feels like the perfect Ferguson thing. This is uh, who he is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and as as the youngest member in my family, I feel like I probably did this type of stuff to my sisters. Wow, oh, you were the Ferguson sure. of your family. <laughs> I definitely didn't think I was smart, but uh, I was definitely annoying. I think to them. Hmm. Well, I'm not sure for, I mean, Ferguson, I guess, is pretty smart. Well, I guess he got that IQ test. What? Oh, he's definitely smart. I forgot. I I thought they were. (laughs) He scored the highest in his class. I don't know if you heard that. He's he's fifth percentile in the country. Yeah, I thought, um, I thought for sure they were going to come back and it was going to be like an accident. Like he got a way higher score than he actually got. I mean, I do think he's a charlatan. I think he, you know, I think he, uh. I think he fakes a little bit, but I also think there's a natural intelligence, you know, like his cauliflower uh, comments in the kitchen. You know, he's making some stuff up at the same time. He's he's uh, well educated for his age. He's like smart enough to know how to make a convincing lie. For sure. Yes. So when Sam leaves, Clarissa goes looking for her calculator and she finds her parents arguing about Ferguson's takeover of the house. As a gifted child, Janet wants to give Ferg free reign, but Marshall and Clarissa are fed up with him taking their stuff. As her parents search for their missing stuff, Clarissa considers some ways to help Ferguson. Okay, here are some ways I think we could be more supportive of Fergwit. Number one, send Ferghead to an Albanian learning school. Stupid American! I said take from four potatoes, twelve potatoes! But then there won't be any potatoes left for dinner! Of course not! Number two, enroll him in an intensive marine science course on a long sea voyage. Get me out of here! Then there's always freezing his brain until more advanced forms of education are developed. And if these don't help Ferguson's education, they would still do me a lot of good. This was a uh, classic Clarissa cutaway. Loved it. Loved it. Uh... The Albanian part. Oh, that was very funny. We, we talked about it, I think, when we did our favorite sick day episodes. I, I, on one of the sick episodes, there's we talked about just how good the cutaways on Clarissa are. It really seems like yeah. they're having fun. They're just coming yeah. up with these creative, zany uh, ideas. Yeah, it takes so much work to like make each one of those just for a five-second you know, nothing. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. Um, in an effort to act more adult, Ferguson starts calling his parents by their first names and turns dad down for the father-son field day. Excuse me, Janet. Has Carl Sagan returned my phone call yet? What did you say, Ferguson? Janet, I was merely inquiring. My esteemed colleague Carl Sagan had called. Ferguson, 
Did you call me Janet? As an intellectual peer, I feel the terms mom and dad connote a childish frame of mind. Oh. Ferguson? Yes, Marshal. She mom. Me dad. You Ferguson. You got it? Absolutely, Dad. I see your point. There are definite advantages to familial forms of address. Thanks, son. But he does manage to solve a design problem Marshall has been working on. It, su- it suddenly occurs to Clarissa that if Ferguson really is a child genius, he could cause damage to important fields like relativity and music. But when she- uh, Well, hold <laughs> yeah. on. Going back to Ferguson calling his parents by their first names. Yeah. Do you, did you guys ever know anybody who did this? This felt so alarming to me. I feel like it's a thing that happens on like a lot of shows and movies when like kids want to act like adults. They start calling their parents by their first name. But did you yeah. ever have this face? Am I not, am I an idiot or I, I I feel like I didn't even know my parents had names until I was like ten. <laughs> I call my parents by their first names when I'm trying to get their attention. Okay. And like always it, have, but like not right. I mean, they don't like it. That's why it gets their attention. No, I never did. I never thought about it. Um, yeah. I feel like a lot of kids used to call like their teachers by their first name occasionally to try to get a rise oh, out yeah. of them, I guess. That's a classic. <laughs> <laughs> Works every time. <laughs> but when uh, Clarissa catches Ferguson picking his nose and using her missing calculator, she demands her stuff back and discovers that he has an application for brain drain. Not only that, but she also uncovers his secret project, a diorama for a mall called Fergus World. What is this? I, Ferguson Darling, have discovered secrets to a utopian tomorrow. In Fergus World, weather will be carefully regulated, population strictly controlled, and video game stores abundantly stocked, all beneath a sealed geo dome. Fergus World is just a shopping mall with a statue of you in the center. I plan to bring all civilization to a more advanced level of Fergus. Mom and Dad can't afford this. Just how do you plan to finance Fergus Mall? Mom and Dad? Ha! I don't have to worry about Mom and Dad anymore. Once the prize money comes in, prize money? Did I say prize money? You said prize money. Oh, you know, the Nobel Prize money. And with my television appearance... You're going to be on TV. I don't see what that's any of your business. Of course not. I'm sure you're not talking about going on a TV show with prize money say brain drain <laughs> Clarissa questions how he plans to pay for his mall and he lets slip that he plans on using the prize money from brain drain she vows to stop him and to help she takes a look at his five year plan for world domination <laughs> um, I love this whole Fergus world thing like this episode in particular feels like a really great Ferguson as the evil villain uh, scenario Definitely. He, 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 all the, I think all the stuff that people think about when they hear the name Ferguson, if they're Nickelodeon fans, this episode is example A of his, his character type. Um, and I, yeah, just the fact that he has this plan of domination, almost this, almost this, uh, pinky and brain type of plan. Yeah. Um, I loved it. I just love that that's his like big plot is a mall called Fergus World. <laughs> I also like that he thinks the winnings from the show will be able to supply him enough money yeah. to. <laughs> well, I loved when Clarissa was like, mom and dad can't afford this. Like, 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what planet would someone's parents pay for them to have a mole? <laughs> was there was there a game show that you really wanted to be on? Um, what Double Dare? Yeah, that's oh, a classic. Um, probably Wild and Crazy Kids. I just thought that was like I don't know. Yeah, the most that one, really, fun one. They really let you cut loose on that. Yeah. I don't know. Now I'm 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 thinking like I really remember thinking it would be cool to be on Family Feud, um, even hmm. though I probably wouldn't have been old enough. Um, I Family Feud. I'm just Price like is right so been fun. Price is right would be cool. Been fun. Family Feud. I don't know, man. <laughs> no, you're not a Family Feud guy. Uh, no, I like it. I would just be so worried about like saying something just so dumb. That oh, it gets like a of, lot of attention on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Then he'd be in one of those YouTube compilations of people saying ridiculous things on Family Feud. I love watching them. <laughs> and Steve Harvey's um, reactions, just the wide eyed. Oh, yeah. He's shocked every time. <laughs> <laughs> he stumbles. Can't believe it. That mustache yeah. is just. I can't believe it. <laughs> We've talked about this before. I think it's part of what's that called? The Mandela effect that. Uh, oh well, no, that was Steve Harvey having hair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> never mind. I don't know why I'm talking about this. <laughs> Wait, he's bald, right? He yes, yeah. but for most of his career, he had hair. But it's almost impossible to think about him now having yeah. hair. He did. <laughs> yes, look it up. Look up the Steve Harvey show. He's got a thick head of hair. I'm googling it as as we speak. I, I mean, I can't, my mom, oh my God. <laughs> he did, he had a lot of hair. <laughs> and, and once you see it, it's like, oh yeah, he did. I remember the 90s when he had hair, but it's so hard to remember now. Every part of him looks like it is fake. It's so like <laughs> bright and like saturated. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Steve Harvey. Uh, where were we? Oh, man. <laughs> man. Soon sh- Sam shows up carrying his egg on his chest, and he tells Clarissa she's taking this whole thing too seriously. But when she discovers that building brain power too quickly can cause negative side effects, she decides to push Ferguson over the edge. She entices him with a computerized software study schedule used by prominent geniuses, but what she really gives him is a video game she designed to make him want to learn until his head explodes. With Captain Einstein's genius software, you are able to learn virtually everything there is to know about virtually everything in approximately three weeks, two days, and nine and a half hours. That's exactly how much time I have till brain drain. Hey, isn't that great? Hey, brain food. We'll start with philosophy. See, all you can do is swallow all those books. Look how big my mouth is. Through the life. You're ready for a new subject. Ornithology. There are so many books. Faster. You can do it. Ooh. I'm already up to musicology. Ooh. You're a genius. It's really impressive to me that they're able to design these video games for specific episodes. At the time, yeah. 1991, that they were able to design a Ferguson video game. I mean, I'm so assuming quick. they're. I'm assuming they're just animations, like not actual yeah. games. Yeah, but they still look like so perfect yeah. for the yeah. computers at the time. Yeah, they look really cool. Plus, this was just a great uh, 
in my head as a kid, this was like always a really cool thing for Clarissa to be doing. Like somehow yes. she's programming these video games on her own. It's just yeah. Cool. Yeah. She definitely would have had a uh, future at, uh, I don't know, Nintendo or yeah. somewhere. Microsoft. Um, Ferguson takes the bait, but it turns out his brain can handle the extra workload and he starts studying <laughs> even faster. Sam tells her she's only got one option left. Get on the show with the help of his dad's friend who works at the TV studio and beat Ferguson at his own game. It was very lucky that Sam's dad had a friend at the TV studio oh, to get sure. her on the show. <laughs> Sam's dad is really, uh, throughout the series, kind of a... He's got connect. He seems kind of absent, but also <laughs> he has connections. Yeah. Is the answer to every problem like this yeah yeah ah, sam's dead also i feel like it was a big thing in tv shows in the 90s to have people prepare to be parents by like having a bag of flour or an egg mm, and yeah that i don't feel like that ever happened in real life did our school have anything like that uh, i never did it i feel like i saw babies i don't know why <laughs> 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 did people just carry around dolls at school i think that's what it was fun of it i do i do feel like there was a specific health class that if you ended up in you had to do it but i, mm. I could be wrong that could be later over mom's lima bean ice cream ferguson decides he's been studying too hard and that he's considering taking a break to go to the father-son field day but soon Clarissa gets a call from Sam that the show's producers loved the idea of a brother-sister episode and that both she and Ferguson will be on the show a week earlier than he was scheduled. Ferguson, I don't think you want to take any more time away from your studying. Well, the show's still two weeks away, and since I'm a genius... Actually, they changed your appearance on the show to next week. They did. Yeah, that was Sam. See, I filled out an application to Brain Dream, and Sam's dad knows the guy who's the voice of Brain Dream. They think a brother-sister show is really neat. Can you believe it? They want us on the show together next week. That's incredible. Ferguson, yeah. ah! you're all right. This is an outrage. I'm the genius. Me, I'm the one. Now, Ferguson, I think it's wonderful that your sister will be there with you. I'll bury you. Keep studying, Bergwad. I'll be in my room memorizing the periodic tape. I love this flip out by Ferguson. How do you cram, Ferguson? It's just uh, so exaggerated um, uh, later as clarissa finishes studying sam reminds her that flammable and inflammable mean the same thing a favorite question on the show and he reveals that he lost his egg and that is the end of uh sam's egg right there <laughs> like nothing happens <laughs> he'll do great just remember that flammable means the same thing as inflammable they love that question hey sam Where's your egg? I can't find it anywhere. But it's due Monday. Yeah, I'll probably get an F. Well, I gotta go. Go where? The supermarket. I'm gonna go reminisce in the dairy section. Yeah, but what could have happened? I mean, it wasn't building really towards anything. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, <laughs> so why have it, you know? Why doesn't he just go to the grocery store? Well, he said he's going to the grocery store. Why doesn't he just get another egg? Yeah, I thought he was going to say that, but... Me too. I guess he's an honest guy. It must be it. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to Brain Dream. 
where the best and the brightest win big prizes and the blunderheads slide down that icky, goofy brain drain. It's the smartest show on television. After this message, we'll meet today's goofy quiz kids in a special brother and sister face-off. All right, we're in commercial. They each answer a question correctly, and after the first round, the score is tied. But at the start of round two, the annoying host announces that the darlings are going to have to work together to defeat the reigning champions, the dreaded Wardenhofer twins, Shelly and Shelby. We have to play together? This can't be happening! It's the Wartenhofer twins! Shelly, last time you came on, you were finishing medical school. That's right, Dan. Since I turned 11, I've been head of genetic experimentation at the Planck Research Institute. I also enjoy rollerblading. Sheldon, I understand you're on your second PhD? Yes, I'm writing my dissertation for a doctorate in geomolecular biology. My favorite food is finger-licking fried chicken. I guess you'd call that brain food, huh? <laughs> Time to psych up the synapses and play brain drain. The Wartenhoffers start off strong with two correct answers as the darlings get two answers wrong putting them one step away from the brain slide. Here's your first question. What is entropy? Darling. Well, you're the genius. Entropy. Oh, I always get that confused. It's inertia. So why do you buzz? I need an answer in three seconds. Inertia entropy or is entropy inertia? Or... Wrong. What do you mean wrong? Wartenhoffers. Dan, entropy is the tendency towards chaos. Of course. That's $1,000. Here's our next question. What is the definition of pie? Darlings. Pie is a dish consisting of a pastry crust with a filling such as cherry, apple, or lemon meringue. It is often served a la mode. Wrong, wrong, wrong. What do you mean wrong? Wharton hoppers? Pie is equal to the ratio of the circumference of a circle to its diameter. Right, another thousand dollars is yours. And I know you were talking about P-I and not P-I-E. Yeah, you should have made it clear. Okay, darling. The host announces a bonus question worth enough to win them the game. What is the difference between flammable and inflammable? Can you believe it? Um. <laughs> <laughs> what is the difference between flammable and inflammable? Flammable and I love the Wartenhoffers as a uh, as this highly educated these twins uh, to go up against. Yeah. Yeah. Feel like perfect foes. Them when he asked for the definition of pie, Ferguson wasn't wrong. He didn't make it clear. Yeah. Yeah. This host is just kind of a jerk. Who um, is that guy? He looks so familiar. Did you look him up, Andrew? Uh, I in fact did. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess we'll find out. Oh, I can't wait. He he really he was kind of annoying me. Not not in a fun way. I didn't understand why the host was so malicious. That's yeah. like a poor man Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> he needs some uh, Mark Summers lessons here. Uh, he's uh, yeah disgruntled. But maybe that's you know brain drain. Maybe it's more of an elitist show, so his mm, tolerance yeah. for stupidity could be lower. Yeah. It's like a Ferguson-centric show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then down into the goop they go, which is kind of a good Nickelodeon type of feeling. Yeah, I love connection. that they were calling this goop and 
goopy or whatever. They're using that word, even though like, and it was a liquid. Yeah, yeah. Even Clarissa's is like, oh, now I know what it's like to be inside Jello. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> before it's cooked, maybe. <laughs> she doesn't specify. You're right. Look at him go! Oh, yuck! They're icky. They're sticky, and that's our show. See you next week on Green Green. Now I know what it feels like to be trapped in a Jello mold. Uh, and that's the end of it, right? Yeah. They don't even end up back at home or anything. Uh, yeah, no more, like, no real moral. I don't think Ferguson learns yeah. anything here. Just that, I guess, they should be working together, or bad things does come even... from not working together. Well, that's what he should learn. Um, yeah, I mean, neither of them really learned their lesson, though. Like, for, or Clarissa also was kind of instigating this a little bit yeah yeah neither neither of them back down to each other which i kind of like yeah that's what you have to do with a little sibling you can't give in yeah yeah i mean you guys know better than i do i guess i mean my sisters aren't as bad as ferguson but you know just you gotta teach i also i love all her i love all the little fur brain ferg wit ferg head mm. yeah the little nickname she has for him yeah yeah all right. Well, uh, do you guys want to talk about some of the stuff that went into this? Sure. Hi, this is Bios, Trivia, Ratings, and Stray Observations. Um, well, just to get right to it, the game show host, as he's known in the credits, but Dan Dowdy, as he's known in the episode, uh, is played by James Michael Detmar. And he hasn't, he doesn't have a whole ton of credits, but he was in the Superboy TV show and From the Earth to the Moon, that miniseries. I don't know. I mean, (laughs) that was like the most notable stuff. Um, He is really weird, though. Like, really. Maybe you're just remembering this episode. Maybe. He just looked so familiar. Or Superboy. When you're younger, was Superboy uh, a big show or something? Uh, no, I don't think so. Not really. I mean, but it was Superman related, so it's like kind of big in name. Um, Sorry, I'm googling him to see if I know him from anything. <laughs> I doubt it, but I don't. Andrew told you no. <laughs> <laughs> I also googled Ferguson, and he just never did anything after Clarissa. Uh, yeah. Uh, that well, I got something on that. <laughs> it also did. I don't know if you looked up his IMDb, but it says that he weighed in at a bulky seven pounds seven ounces. <laughs> Wait, who? Ferguson. He weighed in at what? It said he was born on July twenty seventh and weighed in at a bulky seven pounds seven ounces. What the heck? So, <laughs> That's so weird. I almost get the it's impression so that Ferguson is like the like that in real life. Like Jason Zimbler is <laughs> actually Ferguson. I feel like he wrote his own IMDb description. <laughs> Probably, yeah. It's a you know what it's a good read. I would check it out. <laughs> there you go, people. Go check out Jason Zimbler's IMDb. 
Um, well, I took a look at the writer of the episode, Nina Beber or Bieber. I'm not sure. Um, but she was involved in the writing of 33 Clarissa explains it all mm-hmm. uh, by easily the kind of the thing she's most associated with. Um, she did write one episode of the secret world of Alex Mack called false alarms. Uh, she worked on three little bears episodes, five episodes of Daria, one episode of ballers. Um, and she's most recently worked on the shows called strangers and the detour, which I think is a show on TBS with, uh, Samantha B and I can't remember her husband's name, Jason something, but, uh, so she's still writing. Um, but, uh, Clarissa's seems like the thing she's most notable for. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, any trivia? Um, I didn't have any for this episode. Okay. Jocelyn, any trivia? No, I tried to find some and I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't really either, but you know, I, w- I was looking at Jason Zimbler's um, Wikipedia, uh, which I guess I wouldn't strongly recommend, but uh, <laughs> it just, <laughs> it, it shouldn't blow me away, but it just made me feel so old when I saw that he was 43 years old. Wow. Um, like thinking about Ferguson being 43 is just kind of... I mean, he's older than he's older than his parents. The actors that played his parents were on the show. Yeah, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> like he must have been pretty old on the show. I mean, uh, well, if he's forty three, like at the time, uh, I probably was thinking like we're yeah, similar ages. Yeah. He did graduate from Notre Dame. And it did say on his Wikipedia, as of 2011, he was employed by HBO as a software designer. Hmm. So, good for Ferguson. Yeah, that would be that would be kind of good for him. Good for Ferguson is right. Yeah. <laughs> and in case anybody wants to know how old anybody else is, both uh, Melissa Joan Hart, who played Clarissa, and Sean O'Neill, who played Sam, are 44 years old. And uh, Mr. Darling... <laughs> Joe O'Connor is 61, and Mrs. Darling, Elizabeth Hess, is 66. Uh, so that is kind of crazy, because Ferguson was, like, almost the same age as Clarissa and Sam. He was, yeah, a year younger. That's crazy. In real life. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he looked so much younger than her. Yeah. But as, as the seasons go on, he definitely goes... I think he had not gone through puberty in season one, and he definitely goes through puberty mm. hard. In, uh, <laughs> season two and three. Hmm. I wonder if him and Minkus ever met from Boy Meets World. Yeah. They could go on brain drain together. Yeah. Uh, Stray observations. Oh man, I got a ton of them. Me uh, too. This sh- it was so. almost tiring. There were so many. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I'll just jump right in. What? Um. Did you guys catch Clarissa's explanation for wearing dorky glasses? Something about a British rock group or? No. Uh, It makes you look like you read so much that you have eye strain. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I remember when that. So her wallpaper in her room is floral and she she draws checkerboard over it. And I tried to do that in my, over my floral wallpaper when I was when the show was out, and I remember I got in so much trouble. <laughs> I thought it was yeah. so cool. 
It is it's a very, cool. uh, yeah, it's a very uh, edgy thing to try. Yeah. yeah I got yelled did at and I never did it again. Did you have to take the wallpaper down? No, I like start. I like mapped out where I was gonna do it, and I got caught. Oh, oh. boy! I was a pl- I was a planner. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, did you catch the name of Clarissa's history teacher? Oh yeah, the famous Mister Fudstein. That's him. <laughs> I feel like she mentions him a lot. Oh, uh, did you catch any of Clarissa's tricks for carrying around thick books? Uh, you mean like writing in the margins? Yeah, uh, that's one of them. Uh, what else? I'm blanking. Uh, make it something by a writer whose name you can't pronounce. Oh, yeah, foreign author, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, did you happen to catch the name of ha- uh, Sam's human science teacher? No. That'd be Mr. Smutney, who owns a chicken mm. farm. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's why he was carrying around the egg. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ferguson had... Did, <laughs> did you note Ferguson's, like, exact cauliflower claim? <laughs> that no. he tries to pull off on mom? Uh, that cauliflower chemically resembles milk and is the only vegetable close, closely related to the dairy group. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's true. No. <laughs> no. It's, just... <laughs> uh, it's funny though. Yeah. Um, did you did you account for all the versions of Clarissa's insults towards Ferguson, like the her names for him? Oh man, I think so. I wrote down three of them. Okay. Fergbrain, Ferghead, and Fergwit. Uh, Fergface, Fergbreath, Fergwad, <laughs> and Ferganoid. Oh, I miss Ferganoid. <laughs> Fergwad's my favorite. Um, according to the blackboard, this was required for Ferguson's IQ test. It, number two pencil. Yep. Yep. That was it. Uh, did you happen to catch uh, Ferguson's teacher's name? Man, no. That'd be Mrs. Engelberger. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ferguson asked Dad to sign an application for this group. It was like the young. I, I'm not gonna remember. Close <laughs> already. Uh. <laughs> um, the Young and Gifted Society. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, Ferguson is when he's working the blender. He gets distracted because he's thinking about three different things. <laughs> Did you catch what he's thinking about? Man, I think I did, but oh, he well, one of them was he should compose a symphony like Mozart. Yep. Uh, he's also pondering whether he should uh, come up with a cure for the common cold or invent a better blender. <laughs> Ferguson uh, has a special beverage that he drinks to help his mind. Did you note what this was? Of his, like, protein shake? Yeah, a high-protein brain power shake, to be precise. How many times... So this is a tricky one. But how many times do we see Sam enter Clarissa's room? I want to say two. That's correct. (laughs) 
<laughs> he's he's in the episode four times, but we only see him enter twice. At one point, Clarissa is trying to decide if Ferguson is so smart, and she wonders that if he actually is so smart, then why these things? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Uh, why does he give such stupid Christmas presents? How come he has to, how come he has to cheat at miniature golf? And would a real genius get into so many dumb kitchen accidents? <laughs> Those are good. Yeah. Um did you catch the slogan for brain drain? Uh being smart is an art. It is? I didn't catch that one. <laughs> that was one of them. Oh, okay. Maybe they had a multiple. I heard I heard the smartest game show on television. Uh, um, did you catch why Sam has to leave the first time? Uh, where he had going? to defrost the pizza for dinner? Yeah. <laughs> uh, who does Ferguson ask? Uh, he, Ferguson asks if someone has called for him. Oh, uh, Carl, Carl Sagan. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Carl Sagan. <laughs> Pretty good. Um, did you catch all the stuff that Ferguson takes from the family without asking them? Uh, TV, or well, kind of TV calculator. Um, the book light. Oh, yeah. yeah. What is Dad's measuring? I forget something where Dad measures with. What is it, like the T-square? Yep. Nailed it. Is that all of them? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, Marshall uh, invites him to the father-son field day. Who Who's competing against each other? Is, uh, the architects versus the zoning board? That's right. Wow. <laughs> I totally <laughs> missed that. Um, did you know why Ferguson has to preserve his hands? This is why he can't be part of the field day. <laughs> Oh, in case he wants to be a neurosurgeon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, in in the daydream where it shows Ferguson as uh, Einstein, things like that, uh, it also shows him as Mozart, and he holds up a piece of sheet music which says something on it rather than notes. It says something. Oh, the, man. The greatest something. The greatest song ever written or something. It says, I am the greatest composer on earth. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Ferguson solves Marshall's little design problem by doing this. I forget. You had to multiply something by three. <laughs> uh, he had to square the hypotenuse to more to end up more than tripling the floor space. I thought that was going to come back too. Like something <laughs> about the way they said that, that it was going to like ruin Marshall's whole project. Yeah. Um, did you catch the parts of uh, Ferguson's five-year plan? <laughs> yeah, well, step one, brain drain. Yep. Step two, invest on margin in Inceptronics Video Games Limited. Right. Step three, put the house up for Clarissa and... Oh, wait, put the house up for sale. That's right. And step four, start construct start construction on Fergus World. And step five, Fergus World franchised across the globe. <laughs> That's it. Nice. I uh, I really love the part where he's selling the house. 
and the family's like <laughs> yes he's mortgaging the house <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um ferguson claims to belong to this organization uh the national association for advancement of smart people yeah i wrote that uh, down yeah. it's so funny <laughs> I feel like it's uh, you know, almost pro. I mean, it would be problematic, except that Ferguson's such a jerk character that I feel like this is the perfect thing for him to be involved in. Yeah, I cringed a little bit, <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, he yeah, he's he's too stupid to know. Yeah. In this case, like he's too not stupid, but he's too um oblivious to like these norms i think um clarissa gives ferguson a couple books did you catch the name of those books man um from learning to earning yep and i'm smart you're not oh well those are ferguson's books oh my bad if she um, gave him like, uh, the the answers to everything like every question in the yep. world every answer in the world Yep. And uh, there was also you two can know everything in the world and dress <laughs> and dress for success. Mm. Um, I, I could make out a couple of the stores in Fergus world. Oh, did you see any? No, of I did not, no, I didn't. <laughs> one of them was Polo. And That's the, the only one, one I noticed. Ah, nice. <laughs> the other one was Ninfergo. <laughs> You know what? Ferguson might be my favorite character rewatching this. <laughs> did, did that piece of that that sold you <laughs> in Fergo? You know, all of all of Fergus world did. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Well, they they had some facts about Shelley and Sheldon Wartenhofer. Did you catch kind of their info that they shared? Wait, she uh, like they said what she did for school, and then she had like one like little tidbit, and I can't remember what it was, but it was funny. Yeah. I also like horseback riding. Yeah, close. Yeah. So she uh, finished med- She finished medical school at eleven. Uh, she's at the Applied Research Institute, and she also likes rollerblading. <laughs> <laughs> and then Sheldon and Sheldon finished his second PhD. He's writing a dissertation, and he likes. Uh, finger licking fried chicken yeah nope i hate it (laughs) oh that was great (laughs) nope um did you catch the benefits of living in fergus world (laughs) they're pretty good i don't think so uh the weather is carefully regulated population is strictly controlled and video game stores are abundantly stocked all beneath a sealed Geofergus dome. <laughs> Sounds great. Um, did you happen to catch, we've talked about a couple, but did you happen to catch uh, the questions asked on Brain Drain? Um, what, an, my, I, <laughs> what an imaginary number was. <laughs> yeah. What is an imaginary number? The difference between flammable and inflammable. Yep. Got two more here. Oh, hmm. I don't know. We got what is an oxymoron? Oh yes, and... genius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, what is entropy? 
Do you, when you learned about um, oxymorons in school, did they really emphasize jumbo shrimp? Because that's the one I really remember. <laughs> uh, that's the only one I remember too, but it's because of what had American summer. <laughs> you might say I've learned more from what had American summer than school. You know, that's true for everybody, I think. <laughs> um. With Fergus World, Ferguson plans to bring all of civilization to a more advanced level of this. I don't remember. Boy. Fergusness. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm going to start using my name like that. (laughs) Uh, Well, um, Brain Drain, a rare occurrence here, has the same score on both IMDb and TV.com out of 10. Both uh, websites have this episode as a a 7.3. So what did you give Brain Drain out of five Krebs stars? Uh, This one, man, I keep going back and forth. Um, I think I'm just going to go right in the middle with 4.25 out of five. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that was your score last week right uh no I, don't, I think it was four last week wait what do what did we no i about? think pip uh, you gave one you just gave one yeah pinball wizard 4.25 oh did I? okay yeah <laughs> well i didn't mean to do that uh but it was just like one of these weird episodes where i love all the details but um there's like some stuff about the story that just doesn't really work like this episode is just so packed with stuff they could have gotten rid of like sam's whole storyline um i feel like he just existed to uh have his dad be the guy who had to get them the job or whatever and to give that question at the end um but it was just uninteresting him with the egg like nothing happened in the end um and uh it felt like it had almost like as much as a really good Pete and Pete episode packed into it, but it just wasn't quite packaged as uh, expertly. So not perfect, but pretty entertaining. I say 4.5. It was, I laughed a lot rewatching it. I remembered watching it as a kid and liking it. And you know, it's just a really good Fergus Ferguson centric episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I gave I gave it a four. Uh, liked it a bunch. I thought it was a little. Thought it was just kind of choppy. I definitely agree with the Sam stuff. It seemed like he was just there for Clarissa to bounce ideas off of. Um, it's just just a way for her to verbalize stuff. Um, so he didn't. It didn't feel quite right there. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, I, I mean, I do really like this episode. It's really funny. Uh, but it took a little longer to get to the brain drain arc than I remembered. Mm. I mean, we're almost like 15 minutes in by the time they really start conceiving of her going on. Um, So I thought it just was a, like uh, a little choppy, but, but still very good and very funny uh, for nineties Nickelodeon. Um, The characters on the show are just really fleshed out. Everybody. I mean, the parents, you know, exactly who they are. Progressive architect, progressive librarian, with smart kids who are really fiercely independent. They're just really cool characters. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, well, do you want to name the episode? Oh yeah. Yeah.
I called this one Ferg World Order. <laughs> Ferg, wor- <laughs> Ferg, wor- <laughs> Ferg World Order? Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, a space between Ferg and World? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I uh, really like that. Um, did you, did you, did you summon one up, uh, Justin? I did, but now, now it's too close to Andrews. Oh no. You know what? As, as the Fergus world turns. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's good. That's good. As the Fergus world turns. Um, Mine's so stupid. Uh, it, it's, um, oh, brother, how smart. <laughs> I don't even know if I want. Oh, brother, how smart. <laughs> I can't even say it. Oh, oh brother, how smart thou art. <laughs> uh, I thought you were just going to end it with, uh, how smart or how smart thou. Like, uh, actually, that is how I, that is how I have it written. Is that better? I have it written as "Oh, brother, how smart thou!" But I've been staring yeah. at it. I'm like, "Oh, it needs an art, doesn't it?" Or am I wrong? I mean, um, I see what you're saying. I think it just flows better without it. You know, "Oh, brother, how smart thou!" Yeah. <laughs> the other one I have here is Fergwit. Should I just go with Fergwit? <laughs> I I personally I like. Fergwit like- too. <laughs> I personally like the uh, Oh Brother. I think it's a okay. fitting title for this one. Then I'm going to go with Oh Brother, How Smart Thou, uh, the way I originally have it written, even though saying it out loud seems weird. But I think they're uh, both winners. <laughs> Uh, speaking of winners, we have a couple of emails here. We're a little bit behind. Um, so I'll read one here. This is from our pal Teddy. Um, and Teddy says, uh, my name is Teddy and I'm an avid listener of the couch. I've loved every single episode and enjoyed all the scab biting guests you've invited on. Uh, you are all sweethearts to the core. You don't know how happy I am that you are continuing on with 15. Your show on the dislocated Swede is my favorite from the BOC archive. Well, that's really good to hear. Um, (laughs) I laughed so hard the entire time and surprisingly fell in love with the daytime drama that I didn't know I needed back in my life again. Some of my other favorite BOC episodes include interviews with uh, Clarissa Explains It All creator Mitchell Kriegman, your review of Kablam, and all the creativity on display during your writing episodes. Truly great work. Um, I did want to include my top five 90s shows, uh, which Jocelyn, you were on that episode. Um, he says you really can't go wrong with any 90s television so I'm listing my top 5 underrated shows of the decade Ah. Um, number 5 Dr. Katz Professional Therapist Um, Mm. I know I know the squiggle vision animation style bothers some viewers but the witty show had so many famous comedians and guests and even had David Duchovny once Peak Comedy Central along um, Peak Comedy Central along with MST3K, Duckman, and The Critic. Um, Number number four, Superhuman Samurai. Uh, Cyber Squid, influenced by the Japanese monster versus robot hysteria of the time. This program featured forgotten Lawrence brother, Matthew Lawrence. (laughs) And the incredible and the incredible Tim Curry as the voice of a virus creating AI program. Um, yeah, did you know that one? 
No. Oh, I've never seen that one either. Uh, number three, News Radio. I don't hear this one mentioned often enough. It rules, though. Um, number two, Ghostwriter. The PBS show aired in 1992 oh. and helped form a lifelong love of the detective mystery genre. <laughs> yeah. And, and number one, Bonkers. Just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my number one is possibly my all-time favorite show, Northern Exposure. Whoa. Guys, you would seriously love this show. It starts off as a classic fish-out-of-water scenario and quickly grows into something so special. The omnicultural spirit of the show is so infectious, the characters are quirky, and the writing is crisp and tight. Some of the best on 90s network telly. The show is so genuine and poignant, I hope you can check it out. It's tradition to watch their Christmas episode, Soulmates, every year, along with the Charlie Brown Christmas. Close call would be Wishbone. Uh, <laughs> the little Jack Russell Terrier. He says he met Wishbone once. The cast from the show came to my local Target one summer day in 1995. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> Andrew, yeah, did you really incredible. like that show? Because I feel like you did. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed Wishbone. Uh, Maybe I mean, it's because like that it... dog looks like the dog from Frasier. <laughs> that could have had something to do with it. Um, I, feel, I, feel, I feel like it was like a little bit at maybe, I don't know, it was like right on the cusp of like whether I could enjoy this or not as like, you know, it's like a pretty kid centric show. You know? Yeah. But meeting Wishbone is maybe. It's, yeah, that's it, amazing. It's a great icebreaker about yourself. It's the way I'd introduce myself to everybody. <laughs> I am Joey. I met Wishbone the dog. You know, um, just start it. Nobody's going to call you a liar. um he says thanks for everything you do worry not boy worry not we all need to be a little more joyce wrigley and Artie, the strongest man in the world at this time and boc is definitely helping me as i continue to work on the front lines of the pandemic your beloved blowhole teddy thanks teddy really nice teddy that was a really nice email Yeah, yeah really nice um this one comes from jacob he says, Dear Matt and Ashley, <laughs> when your True Friends review dropped, I was inspired to jump into 15's first season. I've seen the first four episodes so far, and I'm struggling, man. <laughs> but it wasn't always this way. The pilot was actually pretty enjoyable, mostly in a so-bad-it's-good sort of way. It was both mentally exhausting and sickly addicting at the same time, striking <laughs> yeah. a weird, harmonious balance that compelled me to keep watching, like Joey. Now... Now I know Joey loves 15, so I won't go overboard with complaints, but the next two episodes didn't do it for me, and that harmonious balance soon wore out its welcome. By the time True Friends came around, I felt my youth was starting to slip away. True Friends was just okay. As you said, half the runtime was spent explaining the last story's events, which proved pointless since the episode had a recap segment in the opening minutes anyway. And when we're not getting recaps, we're getting repetitive conversations where nearly every line that's spoken is repeated a second later by another character with only a few words changed. It's pure padding. 15 would have worked better as five-minute shorts during commercials. Man, this is brutal. (laughs) This is hard to listen to, folks. (laughs) Uh, Ashley is whack. Why did she have a hard time believing a mean girl like Brooke had sabotaged her relationship? 
Ashley gave Brooke more benefit of the doubt than her own boyfriend. I dislike Matt as much as the next guy, but he definitely didn't deserve this cold shoulder. Ashley needs to work on her trust issues and her speech skills. Why she has to whisper through every conversation is beyond me. <laughs> She's soulful. <laughs> I disagree with Chris that Courtney is a creep. Courtney is just a broken soul trying to desperately cope with her parents' divorce. Both Courtney and her brother were very watchable in 15, and out of all the 1950s stereotypes presented, these two siblings seemed the most real. I sympathized with their divorce storyline, and I'd rather watch a show strictly, strictly about them. The best moment in True Friends was where Billy gave his sis an expression of pure disgust when she tried to get close to Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> Rating? Two Krebs stars. Are you afraid to name the episode? Ashley had a cow. <laughs> That's a good name. Uh, despite my lack of enthusiasm for 15 at this point, I know Joey has good taste, so I'm still finishing the first season. Who knows? Maybe by the end, I'll learn how to play the drums. Sincerely, <laughs> Jacob. <laughs> Thanks. Man. Yeah. Um... That was a very well-written email. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I mean, this vitriol is palpable. I appreciate his commitment to finishing, but if you don't like 15 by episode 4, there really is no reason to continue. Um. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. How many episodes do you give a show before you're like, no, nah, this isn't for me? Well, some sometimes it's actually just an issue of the first season. I think of like uh, Parks and Rec where they really got it figured out by the second season or... Yeah. But, yeah. I guess that's true. That show, I watched the pilot and then didn't go back to it for like years because yeah. I didn't like it so much. But I'm giving a show half an episode, and if I'm not, if I don't like it, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Nowadays, that seems almost. Ex- I, I'll usually try to, but by by episode four, yeah, call it quits if you don't like it. Uh, um, Jocelyn, have you watched any episodes of Fifteen? I haven't. You guys posted about it on your Instagram, and I looked it up though. Um, I actually, I texted one of my friends, my mom's from Toronto and I texted uh, one of my friends to see if she had ever heard of it. And she said she loved it when she was a kid. Whoa. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. She was like, that's the Ryan Reynolds show, right? Yeah. Well, do you want to be on our next 15 episode, Jocelyn? Yeah. You know what? I want a reason to have to watch it. I think you might, I think you might dig it. Yeah. yeah, just reading about it right now, I would. It's such a, <laughs> it's a teenage soap opera that's right up my alley. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, thanks, everybody, for writing. Um, yeah. uh, we're not sure what's coming up next week, but I think it'll be something fun. Yeah, it'll be something good. Uh, we're, we're maybe working on something, and if that doesn't pan out, uh, it'll be something else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be one thing, and if not that, it'll be another. If that doesn't pique people's interest, I just don't know what will. (laughs) Um, If you want to get a hold of us, uh, like Teddy or Jake Jacob did, uh, you can you can uh, find us on Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at BOC Podcast. You can email us like they did at orangecouchpodcast at gmail.com. You can hear us on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes. That helps other people find us. Um, and uh, we really 
always appreciate that. And Jocelyn, we really appreciate you talking some Clarissa with us. Oh, it was my pleasure. Yeah, that was fun. Um, well, we'll see you guys next What is the definition? Oh, wait, hold on. I'm sorry. 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 Uh -oh. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Andrew, what would you do if you just all of a sudden heard Joey like kick his dog? <laughs> it was suddenly like a horrible <laughs> like a yelp? squeal. Yeah. 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 <laughs> We could use it to blackmail him. <laughs> What's going on? Blackmail? What? I didn't have. I said. I said. What if? I said. What if all of a sudden we heard your dog like make an awful squeal sound, like you kicked him? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I would never. And then I said we could use it to blackmail you. <laughs> no, I'm one of those weird people that like gets more upset when animals are hurt in film than you know, like when people die. I don't think so, that's weird. Huh. Yeah, he's a good boy. Um, did you, um, name the episode? I'm no, just I can't, curious. you know what? I can't. I tried and I can't. I tried to force okay. myself to be too funny to do it and then I just can't. All right. All right. All I was right. getting stressed out this morning when I was rewatching it. Well, just do, just do what Chris does. Just let it come to you. <laughs> or you could always do like, like an eat, like a. Just descriptive one of the title, like of what the episode's about, I guess. Well, Though I can't really I, think. You of know what? I'll have to play it by ear. I was I rewatched right. it again this morning, and I got real stressed. <laughs> oh boy. Uh -huh.